everybody to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-hostess, Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, quarantine ghosts haunting the chat. This is our last Edge of the Rabbit Hole of the year. And we have a very special guest with us. Our very good friend, Rob Guttro, is back with us. You guys know him very well. But for those that don't, he's a psychic medium and author. He's written a ton of books. Uh, a lot of people know him for the Pets in the Afterlife series, which we'll be highlighting tonight because he has a new one coming out. He's also a meteorologist, so a scientist on hand, if you can believe that. Scientist, psychic medium, author. Rob is the whole package and dog rescuer, so um, he does a lot. <laughs> so, Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's uh, it's really good to be back, and and so nice to to meet you, Victoria. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I just, I want to grow up and be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Victoria's been looking forward to to having you on. So uh, this is going to be a a great show and, and a great way to to go out on the year um of course we have the holidays here and we're going to be talking a little bit about holiday spirits uh coming up but rob i know you want to uh to to give us a little bit of a sneak peek of your new book we've we've seen pets in the afterlife and pets in the afterlife too this one's number three so tell us about it yeah that's that's right actually this is a, a special book so um for those who don't know me I've, uh, although i am a medium i i've actually taken um uh, an affinity to communicating with pets. Um, so there are many days that I would rather speak to pets than people anyway. <laughs> As I think Word. Several of us would. Um, so um, since my puppy Buzz passed in 2005, um, this is this is Buzz, and this is the cover of Pets in the Afterlife One, um, and this is the Pets and the Afterlife Two. And my other dog Sprite is in the corner here on the cover. So I've got two dogs that are in, in spirit um, on those books. I've been able to communicate with pets and they tell me all kinds of things. So what I've done is I've written these books to teach you how your pet in spirit communicates. Um, so Pets in the Afterlife 3 is um, another, it's a kind of a, another progression in the series and this book, this particular book is very, um, it's very close to my heart um, because in the past year, as I was writing this book, two of my dogs passed. They were teenagers. One was a 16-year-old dachshund named Franklin. The other one was almost 16. She was a wine runner named Dolly, and she was um, she's very, um, she was my heart dog. This yeah. is a picture of Dolly. Um, so, that said, both of them gave me and my husband a lot of messages after they passed. And Dolly is still very much around. She passed in October. Um, this particular book is Pets in the Afterlife 3. It is messages from uh, spirit dogs. It's all about dogs. The other ones have dogs and cats and horses and birds and so forth in them. But this one is specifically about dogs because I have so many dog stories. Um, I wanted to compile only dog stories. There will be a Pets in the Afterlife 4. It's about cat stories. Oh. So um, can I go ahead and show the cover? Yes. So we're going to debut the cover of the Here book. Here we go. Drum just proved yesterday. There it is. Ooh. And that is Dolly and Franklin. Dolly that, and Franklin. That pass. Crossing the Rainbow Bridge, if you will. Aw. Um, nice. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I work with a great cover designer. Her name is Lisa, and uh, her it's called Got You Covered. That's that's what her, the name of her business is. And she's designed uh, several of my book covers, so um, I'm really grateful to her. Um, of course, it's hard for me to look at that cover. Yeah, but, I'm sure. Uh, so the, the, the other thing that makes this, that, uh, this upcoming book interesting is that a very good friend of mine who is a medical uh, clinical psychologist um, help me, and he wrote a chapter on how to deal with grief because um, people are always looking for ways to, to deal with grief too. Not only you know, did the signs help them, but also they needed some guidance. So, so that's going to be in there too, and it's going to come out in January. So Mike, thank you for debuting the cover, worldwide debut <laughs> of the cover of that book. Thank you, Rob. We're absolutely honored to debut that for you. Um, you know, you've always been a wonderful friend, and I, you have such an amazing heart, especially when it comes to uh, pets, specifically dogs. 
And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're very honored to be able to debut that for you and uh, cannot wait for the book to come out. So we'll have to have you back and, uh, and you know, help you promote that and, and everything when it comes out. I've got some great stories in there to share with, with you guys when, uh, once we get it out. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure you probably can't talk too much about it right now. Although anything you're willing to share, we're always willing to hear. <laughs> yeah, I won't give anything away with the book, with that book yet. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you pant in anticipation. Oh, I see what you did there. But we have plenty of other uh, other stories about about pets and and holiday spirits and um, you know we can even throw some negative energy stuff in there too if you wish because um, we talked about that offline. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we have a question uh, in the chat room right off the bat. We can go ahead and address that. Uh, Sarah Yusuf asks, are pets in the afterlife pretty coherent or do they give more emotional impressions? That's a good question. They actually give both. They give, <clears throat> pets in the afterlife can utilize uh, human spirits also to help them provide messages. So they can provide words and numbers and um, uh, bring you to objects, um, all kinds of things. There's all kinds of ways that they can communicate, and they they have a lot of help and spirit. Yeah, we we've um, had John quite a few times, you know, talking about you know pets and the afterlife, and you know, I've always been surprised with the I, I guess the sheer number of animals uh, that will actually communicate, and so it's just it's a fascinating subject, and anytime that we have you on here talking about this. We have you on talking about a lot of different things, but um, I know that's always a subject that our, our viewers love chatting about. So um, I'm sure we'll be chatting about this throughout the evening. But um, we, you know, at, the, at the holidays, the, our, our pets really are our uh, family. So, and a lot of us in isolation because of this, this pandemic, um, have to you know we we can't go anywhere so you know we're having our holidays more intimately with our pets <laughs> and that's a good thing isn't that the truth i mean <laughs> well because they don't talk back right victoria oh oh yes they do <laughs> well <laughs> they will let you know yeah i do have a question oh can i ask you yep. um Part of our menagerie here has passed on, they've crossed over. Um, and I've noticed, and I was telling Mike earlier that whenever we have the cat frenzy over here, like it's my daughter and I, um, and we're playing like crazy and we got the laser out and all the cats are running around, we're laughing and joking and the energy is really high. Mm -hmm. We see Zach, which was what our first cat that passed. He had a short life. He was literally broken. His back was broken. His jaw was broken. Oh my gosh. And um, he keeps coming back, which is fine. I'm happy to see him. and. Um, but he comes back when we're all excited and playing. Is that something you hear about? I mean, do they come back just for the good times? Uh, they come. They come actually around at any time. Um, so I think that because Zach's back was broken, um, mm -hmm. he celebrates the ability to play now in spirit. Okay. So that, that's probably why he comes back more often. Yeah, because um, we had him in a house, an apartment. We mm -hmm. moved to the next apartment, and he was there right after we moved. And then he showed up one time at this house and well, more than once, a couple of times. And he's brought a friend with him. <laughs> I don't know Victoria, who do you is. want me to show Rob your photos? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Um, All right. So well, Rob, she has a, a couple of photos here. And, and Victoria, my... you want to explain what's going on? <laughs> this is my daughter ignoring me, um, playing something on her computer. Mm -hmm. And I was joking with her and I said, you, you're the cat mother, you're, you know, the Queen of Sheba with all these cats around you. And so I started taking pictures because at that time we only had the three cats. The We later had a feral cat come and bring us her two-week-old infant. So um, at this point, she's just sitting there and I'm just taking pictures and she's ignoring me. And then I started noticing when I was looking at them, there's a little orb that's down below her and it's in the shadow. And at first I thought it was a lens flare, but then mm -hmm. I noticed it was moving. And it's not a lens flare because she is making a shadow over it because the light's behind her. And so I told her, hey, you know, Zach's here. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. A few weeks later, she actually saw him. You know, when I opened the door, she was crying and mascara was running. And she's like, I saw Zach. You know, it's like, I told you he was here. But, um, he just keeps coming up, So, which is good. I like him. But. 
Wow, that's awesome. So he's also probably training some of the other cats. Oh, we should only hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so one of the things that I found is, is that pets and spirit, once they pass, they will come back and they will try and train a new pet that you have. Um, and sometimes you will see the new pet have a habit that the that the cat who passed had when they were alive. Um, and that's because they're they're training them. Um, and it doesn't mean they're going to be a good habit. It could be a bad habit. It's true. Yeah. Think of them as, as pets, more like they're roommates. And that's really what how we treat them is, come on, let's go to bed. And they all have their rooms. And they're not really pets. They're not here for our entertainment. But they just well, they us. have their own, <laughs> own rooms? Really? That's... <laughs> not my room. <laughs> <laughs> not your cats, not your room? <laughs> no, I have a cat-free room. Well, I'm allergic to them. So, I, you know. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get. I have my room. They have the house. You know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the cats have a maid. They do. They don't even pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh well. So, Rob, during the holidays, and this is, you know, it, it's it's a very emotional time of year, and there's a lot of celebration, and there's also a lot of um, you know sadness for people because. You know, we, this is a time that we remember our loved ones, and sometimes, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a time that we miss them. We may have had loved ones pass away at this time of year, but does that also play out, and how does it play out with pets? Because I imagine this is also a time in which we're remembering our pets as well. Are are we um, perhaps maybe in touch with you know, not just our, our loved ones, but also our our loved pets as well more at this time of year? Sure, that's a, a great question. So the, um, what I found is talking to pets and people is that uh, they always come around birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. And um, at, at, as a scientist, you know, it's, it's all about energy for me. So that doesn't only mean uh, physical energies, it also means emotional energies. And pets, although they don't know what a holiday is, um, they do understand what energy changes are, emotional energy change, changes. And what that means is when during a birthday, anniversary, or holiday, our emotional energy is elevated because we're excited. We're happy, um, usually, unless you have relatives coming over that you don't like. But uh, for the most part, we're, <laughs> we're elevated. Not this year, no. <laughs> See, there you go. It's going to be a good year. So our, our pets in spirit understand that, and they always want to be around us whenever we're celebrating. Um, so they do tend to visit. Um, so usually what I've found, too, is that pets, like people, will visit within two weeks of the given date because that's when our energy starts changing. And then our energy peaks at that date, and then it starts waning. And it takes about two weeks, energy-wise, uh, for our energy to wane. So two weeks on either side um, is when you'll, you know, see you may see your pets or get a, a, a sign from them. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, we have a. Uh, I was just taking a look at some of the questions coming through in the in the chat. We have a lot of good ones. So did you uh, want to keep talking about pets? You want to talk more uh, about holiday spirits? Where do you want to go with it tonight, Rob? Because I, I know there's always different uh, subjects that you want to chat with us about. Oh, well, we, we can actually do either one and then go back and forth. It doesn't matter. Um, one more question. Go ahead, okay. Victoria. Wherever okay. wherever it flows, I'm fine, because there's, there's so much to talk about with both human holiday spirits and, and with pets. There really is. Okay, so our pets are going to see us when we go over and cross over and go to the other land or whatever. Um, are we still going to be covered in cat hair? <laughs> no. That's my big question. Or have they gotten past that, you know? Fortunately, as as they transform into energy, they don't have to you don't have to worry about cat hair. It's just Ooh. really kind of a visible thing, but um, Okay. <laughs> but but here's something interesting is that um, since you mentioned cat hair, um, I've talked to a number of people who have had either a cat or a dog and um, and they passed during the year and then around the holiday or perhaps the pet's birthday or their birthday, they will find fur oh. from their pet who passed around either their birthday or the pet's birthday. And even though they've cleaned and cleaned and cleaned the house, right. they will find it. And the reason is, is because our pets and spirit will actually 
apport that or, or, or transport it so that okay. we can see it at a given time um, at a given location um, to let us know that they're still with us. So in theory, I will no longer be allergic to the cats and I can go play with them then? Yes. Okay. That's, so that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll all be waiting for us. They, they actually wait. They, <laughs> they don't reincarnate right away. They, um, that's what I've found, at least. Um, they always wait for us on the other side. And, um, and then after we pass, and everybody they know who passes, then we all come back at the same time. And we're all I'm sorry. Um, I've always thought that pets probably were like the last incarnation because their heart is the purest and it's the most simplest. And it's like, you can't get any better than that. I mean, they have no ill will unless, you know, you're trying to hurt them or something. They're not going to come back and attack you. Or... No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But they, <laughs> they do, um, they do like to, to be with us and, and guide us along whatever life we, we come in. Okay. So. That's good. Um, you know, I, I know that I want all my dogs in spirit next to me the next time. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, so we have, like I said, there are a lot of uh, questions coming in from the chat. And since they're mostly pet related, let's go ahead and, and take these and then we'll move on to, uh, you know, the holiday, uh, human spirits. So, uh, this is from Auntie Coco. Uh, can a cat reincarnate to a human? I have found that uh, they don't cross the boundaries between animal, the animal kingdom and the human kingdom. Um, you know, uh, I think the closest thing I've gotten uh, to that impression is by watching cats like in the Broadway musical. <laughs> but, but seriously, no, I don't think that they cross <laughs> kingdoms. Okay. But I don't know everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've heard people go both ways on that, that you know, either they don't cross kingdoms or that people, you know, can reincarnate as a cat or a cat can reincarnate as a human. Of course, I've also heard people claim that you can reincarnate as a rock, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Mike, let me ask you this. Sure. Have you ever been compelled to sit there and just lick your, your hand? No. Okay, then you were never a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was that one time we had those guys in that award show. What was it? <laughs> what was? Oh, what was it? You know, they had you had you won the statue from it last year. What was it? Oh, the, the Shockfest guys. Okay. Yes, Shockfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, that was an interesting show. So, <laughs> um, well, okay. here's a uh, question from Tanya Sergisian. <laughs> Can a past pet be your spirit animal? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. Um, I will tell you uh, personally that when my puppy Buzz passed in 2005, this guy right here, um, he has become one of my spirit guides. Hmm. So you can have multiple spirit guides. They can be human, uh, they can be animal. Um, and it can be an animal that you um, that you had in your family. So, yeah, yes. that, that was gonna be, um, you know, one of my next questions, you know, to kind of follow up on that, it's kind of the same as like with like a family member ends up becoming one of your spirit guides, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, okay. could an animal be like a soulmate, like part of your soul family? Because I've had dogs who they understood me before I was even thinking about what I was going to think. They knew what I was going to think and they were there. Mm -hmm. like, How did you know? <laughs> So, I mean, I had this one pug, I, we had, well, I had four pugs, but don't judge me on that. Um, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but there was this one pug, Eric, and he would, he would always know, like, if I was going to be sad or if I was getting depressed, he would come and sit next to me. And I was like, you're like my soulmate, you know, mm -hmm. you're my best buddy. Yeah, there, there can be uh, one, one or two pets even that do that. Um, I actually was that way with our our on Dolly who just passed um, in October, um, and uh, she and I intuitively knew what the other was going to do before mm -hmm. we did it. Yes, or exactly. What, what we wanted. So yes, yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. Um, I call them my heart dogs. Oh. Yeah. Our our third cat Toby um he's like that he he knows he'll be waiting at my bedroom door if I'm sad and I'm going to go up the stairs he's there I'm like, well how do you know I'm sad <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, so that's another point too that um, that I talk about in my Pets in the Afterlife books is that because um, energy is uh, emotions are also energy, they can read that. So, like they can read our happiness during um, during holidays, they can read it, read our energy when we're sad. Uh, or depressed when we're sick they know enough to come come by us and stand by us all the time um, so they read emotional energy all the time yeah oh, that's cool. it's pretty cool awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic uh, we'll take a couple more of these questions and then we'll kind of move on we'll come back to a lot of these uh, again at the end so this is from Donna Liska she asks have you heard of one pet's spirit coming to get a dying pet to come with them. This happened with my childhood dogs from what my mom told me how our palm passed. Yes, okay, so I'm gonna have to dive into a little bit of Pets in the Afterlife 3 here. Ooh, sneak peek here. <laughs> are, are you trying to brace me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, I'm braced. So just, <laughs> Mike knows that I get very emotional when yeah. I talk about pets. Uh, and, and it's hard for me, especially when I'm talking about one of my kids. Right. So when our uh, Wyme Dolly was um, just the night before she passed, um, she had a disc that was slipping in her back. And in 24 hours, she was paralyzed. Mm. And so we had to make that decision within 24 hours. Um, but the night, the night of, the, the, night, the night before uh, she passed, um, I slept on the floor with her all night long me wow. and our, our dog Tyler, because Tyler is a dachshund and he is bonded to her. So she, he and I slept on the floor, uh, just rolled blankets out and slept with her all night long. At three o'clock in the morning, or somewhere around there, she woke up. Now she couldn't really move very much because her, her back legs weren't working, but she was insistent on looking at a door in the kitchen. And I, I, I was trying to get her to lay back down, but I finally turned around and I looked where she was looking. And there at the doorway, I saw my parents, our friend Ed, and our dogs in spirit. And they were waiting for her. Wow. And it was only for an instant, but they were there. Um, later, the next day, Two friends of mine who are mediums, um, Troy Klein and Ruthie Larkin, had messaged me, and they didn't know any of this, and they both said that um, when Dolly passed, there were um, three dogs, and there were a man and woman and another man, and they were all waiting. Both mediums said this. Wow. So yes, our pets are waiting for our other pets when they cross, as well as uh, our, our humans. So. All right. well, thank you for that, Rob. And we'll give you a moment here because I know this is very emotional for you. So, um, so I'll take this moment then to uh, remind everybody that uh, is listening to us on KGRA Radio. Thank for uh, thank you for listening to us on KGRA db.com that's the new website kgradb.com we're here with rob gutro psychic medium and author talking about uh well primarily pet spirits so far we're going to be getting into holiday spirits as well so why don't we go ahead and um kind of switch gears here uh for a little bit take a breather and uh, get into uh, holiday spirits since it is the, the middle of the holidays, December 15th today as, as we're live right now. So, um, yeah, this is a time of year. I, I think everybody's really you know familiar with a Christmas card. I think that's where we kind of you know relate holiday spirits, ghost of Christmas past and present and all that sort of thing. But this is kind of uh, one of those kind of magical time of years uh, for, for this sort of thing. But we were talking about it earlier, how... Um, you know, it's a time where we remember our loved ones for a variety of different reasons. So, um, so Rob, holiday spirits, what, you know, why is this really that time of year where we kind of seem to touch base more with spirit? Uh, it's really because of the, the festive atmosphere and um, the elevation in our in our moods and in our emotions. And um, 
you know, everybody wants to be around when everybody's happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we all want to celebrate together. And that includes our pets. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I got an email this morning from a friend of mine in California, Anne-Marie, and she she conveyed some strange happenings um, at her house, and she wanted to know my take on them. Well, I was able to channel um, and connect with her because um, as a medium, you can connect to energies anywhere um, as long as you know the person or as long as you have some kind of connection, whether it be an email uh, or a photograph or a phone call or something. Um, that's how mediums do like phone readings. We connect to the energies around the world. Uh, so anyway, I, I read her email and I was able to connect. And she said that at, at first she, she reported something about lights going on and off like in the bathroom. Um, and she actually found out that um, that there was this uh, small power failure and one of her, I think it was her toothbrush or something, the light went on and off. So she actually had an explanation for that. But she didn't have an explanation for a really heavy feeling on her feet um, when she went back to bed. So um, when I tuned in, I saw a black and white cat now, I know Anne-Marie has cats, um, and I don't know if she had any that passed or what, what color they were. Um, she lives in California. We, we've only met once. <laughs> um, she actually helped put together my, my vacation in England in 2012 and 2013. That's what oh, she great. does. Um, but I told her it was a black and white cat, and I said, the black and white cat was also sitting on your feet. And she wrote back and she said, my black and white cat is in spirit. Oh. So she said, why would, why would the cat come now? Because it's not his birthday. And I said, because it's Christmas. And they're, you know, he's reading your energy. So there you go. They do. I mean, when we, we're not, my daughter and I work opposite shifts most of the time, but when we're here and we're playing and it's a madhouse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, deceased pets come back, you know, and even the ones we don't know are, it's like an open door. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's party house. They, they've got your number on the other side. So Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it makes me wonder, Rob, because you, you mentioned like with pets, they don't they don't understand from holidays or whatever, they're reading the energy, but it makes mm -hmm. me wonder if, you know, from the other side, if you know, holidays, date time, because you know, we always talk about time works differently on the other side. We were not sure. really sure exactly how it works. So is that true for human spirits then uh, around the holidays that they're not really reading that, you know, it's December that, but they're reading the energy of their loved ones that are still here on earth. I think the energy is the primary uh, draw for the human spirits. Um, but they also, they also do remember dates. Okay. And, and they're always connected to us in some way. So they're, they're aware of, you know, the dates, even though, like you said, time is totally relevant on the other side. There is no such thing really as time. Um, right. It's a human construct. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you wanted to spend a year on Jupiter, you'd be, I think you'd be like 98. <laughs> in <one year. laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah. There's no time, but but human spirits do come back also um, to acknowledge uh, that, that that they are here around us in, in the holidays. Um, my friend Lynn, uh, my friend Lynn lost her brother many years ago, and um, that was one of the first readings that I got um, was that her brother was sitting at the Thanksgiving table, um, and so was her her, her mom. Um, and actually what's interesting about my friend Lynn is that I had gone to her mom's wake and her mother um, said something to me about, me about hating that red dress. <laughs> and Lynn, turned out Lynn said that she did hate the red dress. Um, and I knew nothing about it, but that was her mother. That was validation. <laughs> yeah, that certainly was validation. Um, so I have a good, I have a, uh, a holiday human spirit story for you that sure. also happened this past weekend. And then I have a quite a number of holiday uh, ghost stories, like earthbound ghost stories. So. Well, let's dive right into it then. Do you want to hear the ghost or the spirit first? Uh, spirit then ghost. How about that? 
All right. Okay. All right. So for those who, who don't know me, I um, when I first started out, I, I decided that I was going to define um, the energy by the location. So I call ghosts earthbound energies in a fixed location of their choosing. I call those that have crossed over spirits. Okay. So um, I, I think it's important to make that distinction because spirits can come to us anytime, anyplace, anywhere, including in our dreams. Ghosts seem to be limited to a fixed location of their choosing. And um, I have not had any dreams of ghosts, um, even though I did live in a haunted house, by the way, in Kentucky. Um, so in my experience, ghosts cannot come into your dreams, only spirits. So that said, um, at Christmas time, we are often visited by spirits of our loved ones. Now, they may give you different signs. Um, in my book, Kindred Spirits, I talk about the spirit of my friend, Ed. Uh, and around Christmas time, he had opened the face of a clock, a mantle clock that was given to him as a gift. And uh, it's now with his brother and sister-in-law. And they wrote me and told me that you really have to jar that hard to open it. But yet around Christmas time, which is actually also around the time he passed, they found that open. So they knew it was him. Um, but this past weekend, a friend of mine that I've known for 30 years wrote me and he said he was freaked out because um, he saw a shadow <laughs> and um, he said his Christmas tree was on when it was unplugged the night before. And he said uh, random candles would stay on even though they're all on a timer to go off at a certain hour. Um, and he wanted to know what in the world was going on. They had just moved into a house like six months ago. So um, so spirits being energy, they can manipulate electricity. So um, he called me up. It was good to hear his voice. You know, I hadn't talked in a long time in this age of Twitter and whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it helps to, like I said, it helps to be on the phone with them. No, you don't. Um, I said, I, it is your mother. And as it turned out, his mother passed, I guess, 20 years ago, long after I moved from Massachusetts. Um, and he was actually very close to his mother, uh, he said. Um, he said, originally what happened was that different candles, one candle in different rooms would stay on different days. Now, they weren't plugged in. They, I guess they were battery operated on a timer. Um, so he couldn't understand it because all the timers were set exactly the same time. Um, and he said, I, so why would that happen? And I said, well, your mother was obviously trying to get your attention one candle at a time and you didn't get it. So then she had to resort to plugging the Christmas tree so that you would really see the sign that she was there. And when he went in, to see that Christmas tree, he said he saw like an outline of, of somebody. Oh, wow. And he, he said, was that, was that a ghost? And I said, no, that was the spirit of your mom. So um, he went from being totally scared <laughs> to totally comforted. That's nice. If it was my mother, she'd be straightening the tinsel on the tree, <laughs> you know, because you can't throw it on and be done with it, you know? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> and they do they do come back and they do things um you know they'll they'll do things that they did in life um yeah. so yeah okay um just can can you guys hear me all right yeah yes okay so it's just a video on my end that is frozen for some reason well you still look good frozen well i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> um so I apologize to those in the chat. I think we did have a little hiccup here because I did have a little message flash across my screen. You guys look great, but I'm frozen. So, yeah. it's, bad lighting. it's bad lighting for me. That's why I look good. No. Oh, no. And awesome. I'm being told that my audio got really loud. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, all right then. Um, <laughs> I'll try to figure <laughs> that out. Well, Rob, Ooh. go ahead and who's in your the house, second Mike? story. Yeah, who's yeah. in your house? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But 
Rob, if you want to start in on the ghost story while I try to figure out um, this technical issue, that would be fantastic. Sure, sure. So, um, you, you know, I, I'm going to go all the way back to, to 2007. Um, that's really when my, well, 2005 was when my abilities reawakened because my abilities um, were, were dormant since I was a kid when I first discovered this back in, uh, uh, well, when I was 13. I'm not going to tell you what year that was. Um, but anyway, uh, once uh, once my puppy Buzz reawakened my abilities in 2005, um, I needed to test myself to figure out if I was like crazy or <laughs> if I was actually talking to dead people. So um, in 2007 or 2006, um, locally here in Maryland, uh, the Bellier Mansion was having a Christmas open house. And we decided that we would, me and my husband decided we would go and um, see the festivities. And um, I hadn't been in that mansion before. Uh, so it was around Christmas time. And um, when, as soon as I walked in the door, I, I got a headache which is always indicative of a ghost or a spirit around because they give me, there's too much energy and they overload right. my head. Mm -hmm. So do you get headaches at all? Oh, it's all the time. Right? Yes. Whenever so you're I, in the presence? Of yeah, a... I have learned, this is my trick I tell everyone. There's a, a an oil you can get, it's called dragon's blood oil and just a little bit on the temple. Makes it all go away. <laughs> dragon's blood, what, what, yeah. is it made, what is it made out of? Uh, dragon's blood is a, a plant. And so it's just a, like a, a flower essence but you can get it in an oil carrier. So I don't know what it's made out of, but uh, it's just the plant. Okay. It helps uh, with migraines and like vamps, energy drains, migraines. That's so good. <laughs> all right. I, I will look into that. I've never okay. heard of that. Um, yeah. I know what Vicks VapoRub smells like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smells think like, that works. Smells like my childhood. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, Anyway, back to the Bel Air Mansion. When I went in there and I and I realized that somebody was around there, um, I heard a little girl tell me that her name was Anna and she lives upstairs. Um, and this was at Christmas time, and so it it occurs to me that she was very happy to be in the mansion at Christmas time. Um, it, it occurs to me at this very moment that that's why she was there. Um, especially active. So she took me upstairs and, and she showed me what room she was in. And, um, and of course, then I, tell, I, I looked at my husband, Tom, and I told him this, and he, w he was just learning that I had this ability and he was like, whatever, yeah. Go talk to somebody. So Those I did. Times. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that the docent said that, yes, there was a little girl named Anna. She died when she was six years old and she was, she lived in, that was her bedroom that you were in that she had taken me up to. Mm -hmm. And and the thing that blew me away was she, the docent said to me, Anna is buried in the backyard and there's a little oh. stone there. So uh, the next the next day we went out when it was daylight and we actually found her tombstone. Oh, wow. Which was kind of freaky. But um, but anyway, she, she's very happy in the mansion and she doesn't ever want to leave. So, um, but it was around Christmas time. So, so that's one Christmas ghost story. Do you ever um, find smells are associated with um, certain spirits or ghosts or holiday seasons or something? I do. I do find scents. I'm not uh, very scent. Um, I guess conscious. Mm -hmm. I, I've always had a very bad sense of smell, um, at least until I had my sinus surgery. No. <laughs> um, but I do. Uh, have okay. you had experiences with spirits and giving sense? Um, a couple. Um, my best friend died when we were 27. And I can tell when she's around, well, we were in college and everything, um, because there's this overwhelming smell of Bartles and James Wildberry. <laughs> and it's it's not something you smell anymore. And it's like, oh, well, guess who's here? You know, But it's usually a gathering of friends or something's going on. And we know Cheryl's around. Oh, but it's just an odd, uncommon smell now, but every now and then. <laughs> yeah, it, and I'll say I have a similar experience with, um, well, in, in a couple of cases, like, um, well, currently with my uncle, and I know my video still is not moving, but 
um, with my my uncle Paul, uh, I'll know when he's around. He had a very distinct aftershave, and so whenever he's around, I, I catch a uh, whiff of that aftershave. I'm like, oh, Uncle Paul's around. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, after my grandfather had passed, he was kind of you know visiting a lot of people, just waiting for my my grandmother to pass. Um, I could tell when he was around too, because all of a sudden I would catch this scent of, it, it was like my grandparents' house. You know, I was living in, um, well, part of the time I was living in Oklahoma and then I was back in Maryland. Uh, but it's like, all of a sudden I'd be like, it's, it smells like I'm back at grandma and grandpa's house. And so that was kind of a indicator that, uh, that he was around. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how you'll get that scent from spirit sometimes. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. So it can it really can be anything. It can be perfumes. It can be uh, you know uh, alcohol. Um, it can be a scent of flowers. Um, tobacco a lot. My tobacco, grandpa, yeah. Absolutely. My grandpa's around. Yeah. Um, so I, I I'll I'll share two quick stories with you about scents. And one is from a woman that actually wrote me about her dog passing. She said that um, she had found her her dog decided her dog wanted to pass by himself. So he walked outside in the backyard and he purposely passed underneath a rose bush. And when she knows that he's around because she suddenly smells roses in the house from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, So even pets use scents like that. Um, Somebody else actually smelled wet dog. Her her (laughs) dog used to like to go into the the pond behind her house. And and she said uh, a week after her dog passed, she smelled wet dog in her house, and she knew that her dog had come back to visit. That um, is a smell you will never forget. <laughs> wet dog, yeah. Wet dog. <laughs> no. Well, I, speaking of smells that you never forget, there was there was one time, this is a pretty funny story. Uh, my husband and I were going to see uh, Barb Mallon, who's a medium in Virginia, and this is one of my favorite stories. We, I drive a pickup truck, and, you know, pickup trucks are, small even though it was an extended cab it's just the two of us so we were driving and uh, this spirit wanted to get through to me to give a message to his wife and he let he came through by passing gas in in (laughs) oh geez and i looked at tom and tom looked at me and we both said you know you're disgusting and and i was like i didn't do it and he said i didn't do it and and then I heard this guy and he said, my name's Larry. And he was laughing and he said, oh, that was me. I used to do that to my wife when I would walk in the kitchen and in my boxer shorts, I would just pass gas because it really irritated her and she's going to be there tonight. So, what a charmer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it can be any smell. Yeah. All right. Well, we have about. 15, 16 minutes left in the show. I know it went by fast and I'm, I'm still, I'm just being very stoic in this photo right now. I'm going to be very stoic too. (laughs) I'm doing doing ventriloquism. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But uh, there are a lot of great questions that uh, we've still been fielding from the chat. So I do want to get to some of these and a lot of these are pet related. So we are going to, you know, pretty much go back there for the remainder of the show. If you don't mind. Nope. Okay. Um, this is a great question from Sarah Yusuf. Uh, do you find that paranormal pet activity is more active during certain types of weather? And you being a meteorologist uh, should have a great time with this question. Um, sure. So weather is all atmospheric energy. So anytime there's energy around, um, spirits can draw on that. So yes. And so that means that there is, there really is something to those old movies that used to show a lot of lightning whenever, you know, ghosts would appear. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lightning is actually hotter than the face, the surface of the sun. Wow. Oh, wow. Degrees. So, yeah. Well, of course, in the sun, as you go further out, um, it gets hotter. But, uh, but the surface of the sun is uh, not as hot as a lightning bolt. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. It's a lot of energy right there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to put that to the that. test. I'm going to, I'm going to actually go measure that lightning bolt and then I'm going to go to the sun and measure that. And yeah. I hope I won't melt. <laughs> Let me know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty wild though. I did not know that. Yeah. What about animals that were like frightened? Um, Cause we've always seemed to get an animal that's frightened of storms and they go hiding. Do they come back as 
spirit animals and still get freaked out by the storms? Or? Um, no, once, once they're on the other side, they, they don't get freaked out by the storms. Okay. Um, but, um, but what they will do, though, is that whenever there is a storm around, you may see something move in the house or fall, or you may hear a noise like under the couch, if that's where they used to go, because um, they want to let you know that they're still around. Yeah, we see them running up and down the stairs all the time. And oh. we've just gotten to the point where we pick our leg up because we don't know if it's a real cat or a ghost cat. Yeah. They just run <laughs> on by. You know. Well, somebody's coming up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, question here from Joy. Do you have any advice on how to connect more with pets who have passed on? Well, uh, Joy, that's a great question. That's why I wrote my books. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm going I'm to plug them there. Um, so what I've done, the reason I've written these books is, is to teach you all of the different ways that pets communicate from the other side. And they can use a variety of different ways. And they get help from you know humans and spirit as well. But um, so coins, they can, uh, with the help of humans, they, they can use coins, they can use feathers, they can influence uh, animals um, around you like birds and butterflies to act erratically. Uh, but it has to be around a birthday anniversary or holiday or some kind of event tied to them. It doesn't mean that every bird is a, a sign because it's not. Um, you can hear noises, you can feel them against you. Um, you can hear a bark or a meow. Always sounds like it's coming from another room because it requires so much energy. Um, some some uh, pets and spirit have given me numbers that have turned out to be um, amazingly personal, whether it's a date or a time, like a date of, of, of passing or a birth date or something like that. Um, all kinds of all kinds of ways. You will be absolutely astounded. Um, how animals communicate from the other side. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Pets in the Afterlife, one and two are out. Definitely pick those up. And three is coming out when again, Rob? Sometime in January, I hope. I'm, I'm still <laughs> editing. The... There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Coming in January. <laughs> Dolly and Franklin are on the cover, I guess. Um, um, I think you'd be pretty astounded at the number of ways that they communicated. Um, what's, what's interesting too here is that pets are not only limited to communicating with you as their pet parent. Sometimes um, because we as pet parents and we feel loss, extreme loss and um, grief, that grief blocks signs from our pets, just like it does if you lose a person that's very close to you. So they will sometimes appear to people you know. Um, Dolly has appeared in the dreams of two of my friends in different states. Oh, wow. Um, that never even met her. Um, she sent uh, a look-alike dog to another friend in another state. Um, th there's all kinds of ways that they can, they can come into your dreams. Um, one of the funniest stories I got was from a woman who said that she wanted to dream of her pet, the, her dog that passed, and she could not dream of her dog. But she said she was so angry with her husband because her husband has had several dreams of her dog. <laughs> and she said she would fight with him because she wanted a dream of the dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I told her, I said, you know what? Your dog doesn't want you to fight with your husband. He just wants to let you know that he's okay in spirit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from Debbie 08, do our deceased dogs have a hand in bringing us a new dog? Yes, they absolutely do. Um, more than once I have, I have uh, talked to people who have experienced that. Um, one of my favorite stories is from Pets 1, uh, or uh, well, maybe it's Pets 2, about a woman who had a dog named Bullet and did not want to... Um, did not want to adopt another dog. She was totally, totally grief stricken. She was dealing with the, the depression, but she drove past the SPCA one day and she said that she felt urged to go in there. It turned out that Bullet urged her to go in to the SPCA. Aww. She said she walked down the aisle, got to the last cage, bent down, and there was a dog that was staring right at her and she fell in love with the dog. And the dog's name was Trigger. Oh. <laughs> and she realized she had to adopt the dog 
because Bullet had led her to Trigger. The names of the two horses from Roy Rogers and Dale yeah. Evans. Wow. And yeah. so, yes, that's just one example of many, but that's how it works. Um, in Pets 3, there's another story about a, a dog that, that got help from a, a human spirit to turn somebody to turn a website on to somebody hmm. to find a p- specific dog. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> good question. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and here's another good one from Rick Gabbard. Do pets who have passed come back and help their owners cross over when it's their time to go? Oh. Hey, I know Rick. Hey, Rick. <laughs> um, uh, yes, the answer is yes. Um, they will always be there uh, on the other side waiting. Um, my two family dogs were waiting for my dad in the light when my dad passed in 2008, and I actually saw them standing in the light waiting for my dad, and I watched my dad cross over, which gave me chills. Um, but my two my two family dogs were there. Um, also, um, one of my family dogs was with my dad in spirit, waiting for my mother to cross over. Wow! And they, they both came in the hospital room when my mother was uh, in a coma, ready to pass. So yes. Oh, that's really comforting. It was, and you know, I think the only reason my mother passed at that time is because she finally realized that her dog Gigi was on the other side. No. It wasn't that my dad was there. It, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> but the dog, you know, was, the there, dog right? was there. The dog was there. That would be my motivation, you know. <laughs> my pugs, no. But not the cats that you live with, right? No. Yeah. Not your cat. <laughs> They're not my. I am just their. I open the door and they come in. That's in, you are you their know. caretaker. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, no, my daughter is. I just let them live here. But, you know, it was four souls, five souls that really needed saving. And, yeah. you know, I don't see how you can call yourself a light worker and then say, well, I can't take care of those. They're animals. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. a soul is a soul. It doesn't matter, in my opinion. <laughs> Unless it's an insect. Then they can go outside. <laughs> You're right. Unless no, it's I'm, an insect. I'm yeah, just kidding. Okay. No, they're all. I mean, they all have. They all have souls. Uh, every Insects living thing. Don't. No. Every living thing has a soul. Um, not, not, not spiders. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so, I'm sure they way, do. Um, well, maybe, I'm sure they do, but I will not connect with uh, insects or uh, pet insects or reptiles. I just. I have I have to draw the line somewhere, but I mean it. It doesn't mean that they that they don't have affection. I'm sure that they do, mm-hmm. um, if they live with a person. But right. you know, dogs, cats, horses, birds. Uh, I've connected with rats um, and gerbils, um, and and rabbits, and mm-hmm. you know they all provided me some interesting, unique message. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, we have a bird that's 15. And I think he's going to outlive us all. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> so a uh, question here from Robert Hanna. Can your past life pet follow you into your next life? Sure. Yep. That happens all the time. And it, it, I want you to think of <clears throat> being a spirit <clears throat> like uh, being a ball of energy your energy is connected like by an invisible tether to the energy of another that is connected to you. So we are, we are all interconnected at some point on the other side and they will follow us. They will come back. Fantastic. And we'll do this, uh, take this one last question here. Sarah Youssef, uh, has Rob developed an evolved language with his past pets? Is it subjective for each person? Um, haven't developed a language, but it, when you're <clears throat> when you're a medium, you really just you, you read emotion, um, you know. And as a medium, they also project images in my mind too. Um, so it's really a lot of it is really emotional, um, and uh, and and I go with that. So. So it's more really about the energy. Yeah. Yeah, I have found that our cats are a bit of a smartass. Dogs were never, they were always respectful, but the cats kind of have an attitude here. (laughs) Well, isn't that kind of more the thing with cats anyways? Cats have more of a... Yeah, after we had 
June Lundgren on. Um, I was connecting to Remus, the cat that was hit by the car. And the clear, I could totally hear him. I looked at him and he looked at me and he goes, so you've been talking to me all this time. I just thought that was noise. I'm like, oh my God, you know, get off my couch. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so now we're, we're good buddies now. But. Well, animals do maintain their personalities, <laughs> just like people on mm -hmm. the other side. So, you know, I always, I, I always say that uh, if you're a nice person in this life, you'll be a nice person in the afterlife. If you're a jerk in this life, you'll probably be a jerk in the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Or you'll be a cat. I don't know. <laughs> and, and Mike, you, you know, be, Mike, especially you who have been on so many paranormal investigations, you've run into a lot of people that with really bad personalities. So um, that has happened. Yeah. Yeah, so you've had the you've had the extremes. More well, so yeah, and it's and it's exactly uh, what I end up saying is that, yeah, if if you're if you're a jerk in life, most times, more often than not, you're a jerk in the afterlife. And the same thing when you know I get into the uh, shadow people because you know people will try to say, well, all shadow people are are evil. And it's like, well, I mean, some of them, I mean, like you with you, Rob. I mean, some of them are your aunt, but you know, it, it's kind of the same thing with you know humans some humans are good some humans are bad some shadow people are good some shadow people are bad and same thing you know with i imagine with it's a, does that same thing happen with the pets as well you know of uh you know good animal bad animal sort of thing yeah yeah absolutely because they they maintain their their personalities so um uh, i i will say though that they they tend to soften up the ones that were were learned bad behaviors they tend to soften up on the other side um because it's nothing but love and forgiveness on the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, how does, I guess, how does that work with a, um, like, let's say that there was an animal that was uh, abused. So it, mm -hmm. you know, started, you know, biting people and um, basically got viewed as a bad animal, but really they were just acting out their environment. You know, in in the in the afterlife do they do they settle down do they realize oh that's what happened to me yeah they do have kind of an awakening on the, on the other side and um you know they once they're not in the physical anymore and they're not being abused um they revert back to their you know their their regular personality um the other thing too is that for the folks that are, are listening if you have adopted a a dog, a rescue dog, and I, I work rescue. You did, yeah. Many, many of our dogs are, are rescues, and some of them came from abused households. Um, uh, so, just know that when they pass, and when you pass, they will be with you because you showed them the love that they didn't get from the first family. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. All right, my friend, we are at the end of the show. It does go by quickly. I uh, really do appreciate you being our final guest for 2020, wrapping up this year on a wonderful note here with you. I'm going to go ahead and, and put up the, uh, uh, the new book cover for Pets in the Afterlife 3. One and two are already out. They've been out for a while. Please go ahead and get Pets in the Afterlife 1 and 2, as well as Rob's other books, and then look for three in uh in january 2021 rob where can everybody find you um they can find me on amazon just type in g-u-t-r-o it's a weird name <laughs> it's very unique um or you can you can go to my website it's petspirits.com that's probably the easiest thing to do um but uh just know that your pets are around you especially around the holidays um, and birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays uh, are, are the prime time to look for signs from them. Um, so take comfort in that. And also your your human loved ones are also there too. Um, hopefully I can come back, Mike and, and Victoria, and, and talk oh, yes. to you guys about Pets in the Afterlife 3 because there's some amazing stories in there. Oh, absolutely. To it. Yes, definitely looking forward to it. All right, my friend, you have a wonderful evening and a wonderful holiday seasoning and new year as well, because that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. So. Happy holidays wow. to both of you. Yeah. Hi, happy holidays. It's so <laughs> nice to meet you and finally get to talk to you. You too. Thank oh, you. Nice. You have great energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's why the cats love me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Not your the cats, catnip. though. We do grow catnip, but, you know, but, you know. 
<laughs> All right, Rob, you have a great night. How are you? You too. Thank you so All much. Right. Take Good care. Good night. Bye-bye.